you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 123 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, and we are here every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, uh, well, I already uploaded one episode today talking about the A's and Astros series. That one came in your feed earlier. It's titled something like, The A's and Astros are playing this week, so it should be easy to find. Today, I'm talking to Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. We're recapping the series just a little bit, just some nice little takeaways. We don't go super in-depth, just like, hey, what about this? Is this something that your team usually does, or was this just the weekend? And, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So it's a nice, quick, fun conversation with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. I'm not going to linger around too long, but first, please, subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. We are here every day, Monday through Friday. You get five episodes a week. So if you enjoy hearing about Vimeo Machin and why he should play more and why he's doing so well, or, you know, who's underperforming right now but could be up for a big upgrade soon, like who's hitting the ball really hard. I've talked about uh, Sean Murphy in the past, Matt Olson in the past, and uh, they both turned it around pretty quick. Uh, Chris Davis, he turned it around for a minute, and then he hasn't played since. So uh, if you're looking for any insight into the A's, this is where you want to be. Locked on A's podcast. We're here every day. Also, you can follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. And I live tweet every game. So if you if you like uh, Twitter content, I got it for you guys at Locked on A's. I am also personally at by Jason B on Twitter. So if you really want to get into the weeds on everything, you can just follow us all on that. Subscribe to the podcast. It's a good time. We have fun here. And also, we do mailbag episodes. So if there is a burning question you have, you can email us any question that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And I will do mailbag questions at any time. So uh, just fill up the mailbag, and I'll do a mailbag episode. So, uh, yeah, keep those coming. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres talking about this weekend series. It's a lot of fun. We talk about Eric Hosmer, and uh, I, I didn't bring up that he's a jerk, but I think that he knows that. Anyways, here's my conversation with Javier Reyes. All right, everybody. As promised, as prophesized, I always say this. I always like saying prophesized. It makes it sound dramatic. Uh, I'm being joined by Jason Burke of Locked On A's because why is that? Why, what, what do you think that's the reason for? Because we just played the A's and we kicked their butts. No, not really. It was actually a little bit more uh, contended of a series for sure. Uh, but first, before we get into all that, Jason, how are you doing? I mean, great. I was prophesized about you kicked my butt and now I'm here. <laughs> so this should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was one of those series. I think one of my first things heading against the series was Oakland's great, but they were just they didn't play in like a week. So I don't know if these are things we can't really measure, I guess, with stats and stuff. But it was just like they haven't played baseball in like a week. You know, they've all basically just been quarantining. So maybe we caught them at the right time, per se. What kind of uh, were some initial reactions, thoughts that you had in terms of the A's uh, after this series? This 2-3 or no, 2-1 uh, win by the Padres, of course. Um, I mean, I know that the A's record's really good. But for the last couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, hmm. they haven't been playing very well. They just mm. kind of keep winning dramatic win, dramatically and stuff, but they're not executing with like a 
runners in scoring position, two outs or anything like that stuff. So mm. it, it's been a weird season so far where you're like, hey, you're atop the leaderboard, but you're not playing very well. So what's that actually say about the AL West right now? Um, I think that Friday they probably would have lost like four to nothing if they had been playing, you know, throughout the course of the week as opposed to seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. But for, for the most part, that that's how they've been playing, except for Matt Chapman striking out 10 times. That is not usual. <laughs> Well, hey, Matt Chapman, not as known for his bat as he is for his defense, but still, I uh, I just I enjoyed watching him field for one thing. I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> um, what's going on with I want to ask you a couple questions, and that's like, what's going on with one Marcus Simeon this year and two, perhaps more importantly, Matt Olson, who by all accounts is like one of those great power hitters and just seems to not really, uh, I don't know have that consistency this year what's kind of going on with the a's in that sense uh well i'll start with simeon because he's hurt right now but i think that he's going to be coming back during the houston series at some point so at Mm -hmm. some point in the next four days you should see him back on the field um and last year i think that that was like his peak year I i wasn't necessarily expecting him to repeat that but i think that he's somewhere in between like the roughly league average to a little bit better and like mvp candidate that he was and he was trying to get there but it wasn't and it's also a contract year in corona times and all that there's a lot of weird things going on so i don't know necessarily Mm -hmm. who he is yet and also small sample size you got usually over the course of 162 you find out who a guy is he's had 30 games and i'm like hey he's he's played like march or april you know i'm like he hasn't had enough games so i don't know which player he is still yet and I think that that's going to kind of reflect on him in free agency and maybe open the door to him resigning with the A's if they want him. Um, as for Matt Olson, he's actually hitting the ball well. I think that the shift is hurting him a little bit. But as we saw against the Padres, he's getting more hits. He's getting a little hotter. And uh, that could be a really big thing if both Simeon and Chapman are out for any extended period of time, uh, writing Matt Olson's bat and also Ramon Laureano not liking the Astros. Um, writing those two <laughs> things could lead to a nice series against uh, against Houston here. So, uh, and also uh, Olson's underlying stats, his expected stats are much higher than his like 179 batting average or whatever he had this weekend. Um, he he's roughly he was expected to hit like 260, 270. So, and that's actually really good for him. So he's hitting the ball well. I just think that the shifts might be catching up with him a little bit and also a little bit of bad luck mm, i feel that i feel that it's it's true though like what you alluded to before though it's it's it is a small sample size and for one thing i do feel like the a's have, have slipped a little bit but i still like that team so much as we discussed many moons ago for those who don't remember uh jason and i did like a buddy ball <laughs> uh go through recap rewatch retrospective like back you know when the, the pandemic was still in full effect, or that's how should I rephrase this? Back when where there was no baseball, I should say, the pandemic is still kind of happening. I want to be uh, careful with that. But uh, that was really fun. And it just feels like, aside from that podcast, Jason, you know, and then the Ramon Laureano incident, which you just alluded to before with uh, the Astros, which was, I feel like the last time people were talking about the A's, I don't mean that to, you know, besmirch the team totally, but it does, I guess, now that you bring up all these things, yeah, it feels like the team's... Um, stumbling just a little bit is there any th- good news in terms of the pitching side of things uh, i feel besmirched first off um <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know if that was the right word <laughs> i just, just I, came to my I, head i'm gonna use it okay and so the pitching has been 
the bullpen has been the foundation for everything going well this season. Uh, that's why they've had so many late inning comebacks and all that stuff. Uh, as we've seen Petit over the last two or three outings that he's had, he's been giving it up a little bit more. Uh, Soria had a tough time against your San Diego Padres, so that kind of stinks. But everybody else Damn has right been good. And those guys are you know solid veterans. I'm not necessarily worried about them. Um, Frankie Montas, as Ken Rosenthal said on, was it Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I said that morning on my podcast, so he definitely listens. Um, Ah, Frankie Montas is the key to the A's and their postseason hopes because he can be their ace if he's pitching like he was his first few starts, but he had some, some neck tightness, uh, before his start in Arizona, no, uh, the start before Arizona. So he got skipped a little bit. He ended up pitching against Arizona, got shelled. He gave up like nine runs in two innings. Wasn't great. Um, and he just hasn't really refound what, where he was before the neck tightness. And so if he's hurting, that's not great. But if it's something that can get better, that's that's good, as opposed to, you know, people are just seeing this fastball because he stinks now. Um, Sean Manaya has been pitching a lot better. Uh, he did well against the Slam Diego Padres, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he went five innings, gave up one run, so that was nice. Um, he'd be a welcome addition to whatever we got as starters. Um, Chris Bassett's been good, but his underlying stats still have me a little bit wary. He might be like a six inning, give up four runs kind of guy, which I guess you need, you need those, but I don't know if you need those for the playoffs. Um, and then obviously Jesus Lazardo, who I'm going to blame New York on him giving up runs on Friday. Cause after that, uh, that run got taken off the board, he just kind of fell apart and didn't make it through the next inning. So, uh, New York, that one's on you. Hey, Hey, you know what? It's, it's fine to blame things on New York every now and then I guess you could say, <laughs> um, Hey, it's me again. I just wanted to take one second to tell you guys about a great family owned business. And that is rockauto.com. They have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? All you gotta do to avoid that inflation is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All I'm asking you to do is when you go to rockauto.com, write in the code locked on and let them know that we sent you. That's all I'm asking. It's not that bad. Go fix up your car or truck. It's great. Uh, they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now back to my conversation with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Jason, uh, one other thing. Uh Oh, no, not one other thing. Just do you have any questions for me? Because I feel like now that this is going to go on the Padres feed, people are going to get mad at me. They're going to say, oh, we turned this into an A's podcast. Well, sorry. I like hearing about the A's every now and then. And we did just play them. And I feel like there isn't necessarily too much to say. But what do you like kind of feel about the Padres? You got any questions for me you want to ask or any kind of thoughts? Mm -hmm. Um, and also I have threatened my listeners with turning this into a Padres podcast if they don't start playing better. So, you know, same page. There's multiple people in the lockdown network. I feel like that. I've said that (laughs) shout out Ryland styles. (laughs) 
we need to really just have like the locked on Emma, like the the main feed for the national audience. Who are like, yeah, this is we all just talk about the Padres now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> mandated one one a week. Um, so Zach Davies started on Friday night. He pitched really well. I knew that he's been mm-hmm. pitching really well all season. But what is the belief level for uh, San Diego fans at this point in him moving forward? I think it's definitely just kind of riding the hot hand. He's looking great. And I think he's hilarious. I think it's amazing that there's this guy just throwing 87 and seemingly that same sinker. I feel like like every pitch and it just works. And since it's a short season, which we've been talking about a lot of this podcast, um, it's probably like, hey, he's going to have the hot momentum and he's probably going to be the third starter in the postseason, uh, followed by. <clears throat> lament and then probably clevenger uh we we have i even talked about paddock by the way who has been the bane of my existence who i actually have a solution <laughs> as to why he's been bad by the way which i'll get to in a second but uh davies has been great before the season started i just felt like he was a great buy for a fifth starter starter and i was like this is a guy with like a 3.5 era last year something around there i could be a little bit wrong and i was like as a five starter Sure. What the heck? Why not? And he's just that that sinker. His changeup is pretty good, too. It's been better than uh, the aforementioned Paddocks. And I think we're all kind of believing in him. He's one of the more underrated pitches in the league right now. I would say it's like him and Dallas Keuchel, maybe. Dallas Keuchel, who, by the way, look, look, I'm not trying to be Mr. Take Man uh, out here on the podcast. So that's what we're supposed to do. But I want to that, that's a deliver a take. But like, what the heck, man? Why did that guy go unsigned for so long? Why did anybody give him a flyer? I just, I had no idea why that didn't happen. It's like, there's every now and then, every few years, you get those players where it's like, why didn't anyone just be like, yeah, I'll give that person a shot. You know what I mean? Like, why are they, why didn't the A's sign him? Heck, you guys could use uh, Dallas Keiko right now, you know? Yeah, um, he costs money. Yeah, he costs money. Yeah, that must be, the, it costs them four million or whatever the heck they paid for him this year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think people are totally in on Davies uh, right now. Um, I would be a little bit worried just in, in the sense that maybe people start figuring out that sinker of his, they start catching up to it. But for right now, ah, uh, man, I, he's earned it. He's earned the confidence. There's nothing really I can say otherwise. I, I was looking at his underlying stats and it looks like he's getting barreled up a whole bunch. But mm-hmm. still has like a two two three ERA, which is insane mm-hmm. to me. I didn't see what his FIP was, so um, I uh, I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, but I it's, was like, it's... yeah, no, he his underlying stats are intriguing, but mm-hmm. he he's doing it so far. So right yeah. until it doesn't work anymore. It's one of those things where I would be more of a if this was a full season, I'd be more like, oh, let's let's look for the Davies regression. But it's just it's not inconceivable. It's like. This guy's just going to be great for seven more starts, theoretically, right? If they make the postseason and they mm-hmm. they go far, that's possible. When it comes to how I feel about him next year, am I going to say he's going to be still that top 20, top 15 almost pitcher in the league still? Am I going to expect that next year? No, not necessarily. But I'm taking everything we can get right now, man. Trust me. Well, and that's the cool thing is you don't necessarily need him to be great next year because you're going to ha- hopefully Paddock's a little bit better. You got Clevenger, uh, Lamette, uh, and then... Maybe you got Mackenzie Gore, and there's one other starter mm-hmm. who's also good. Who I oh, uh, so he's like yeah. the sixth starter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So it's I, I mean they have such a deep uh, farm system as you alluded to with Gore, and then maybe Patino. Hopefully, if he uh, gets oh, to go, I know you guys rocked him a little bit. I forgot who hit the home run off of him, but I was a little sad by that. Um, but yeah, uh, for was sure, that Loriano? Uh, I It might have been Lori. Yeah, that was definitely Loriano. That was yesterday. I'm getting yeah. all the games cramped together. Yesterday was a weird day. Um, but <laughs> anyway. Let me now get it to Paddock, who is like, I figured out what's wrong with him, Jason, and here's what's wrong. The issue with Chris Paddock, everybody, 
He's had one great, he had a great opening day. It's not great opening day start, but a very good opening day start with Francisco Mejia catching him. Intriguingly enough, Austin Hedges then proceeds to catch him for basically the rest of the next three, I think, starts. And curiously enough, uh, he didn't do that well. I I say this because I'm one of those people who's angry at the kind of media slash just narrative thing where Austin Hedges gets a lot more credit than maybe he should have, I think, for the Padres, Um, especially when it comes to um, just catching guys. I think that, like, if it's hurting the team, I don't care who Chris Paddock has as his preferred catcher. Um, But here's the bigger reason that he's been struggling, right? Jason, his best start of the season, I didn't start him in my fantasy lineup. That is why, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, I figured it out yesterday. Or actually, it is funny because – I thought he wasn't that bad. I know you guys kind of lit him up at the beginning for four runs. He looked really bad. He was missing location yet again on that fastball. But I was a little bit like, why did Jace Tigler take him out? I thought he was kind of getting a little bit of a groove going. Why are we so inclined to use up that bullpen so quickly? I don't know about you, but I thought like at the end of it, the fifth inning, I was like, hey, I I thought he was doing okay. (laughs) I thought he was doing okay now. At least let him like go a little bit longer instead of just five innings. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Jace Tigler is a whole nother story, by the way. I think I need three podcasts worth. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow uh, with someone on the podcast, everybody. Don't worry. Uh, We talked about Jace Tigler extensively. Uh, I'll tease that later. But uh, yeah, I I think Paddock is, he's, there's an interesting uh, theory going around that I'm going to talk about everybody who's listening to the podcast for Lockdown Padres on our mid-season-ish awards thing that I'm doing tomorrow with a special guest. Uh, we talk about Chris Pack, so I'm not going to spoil our takes uh, that we have about him. But I think that he's he's one of those guys that was – I think he's in a sophomore slump, and he's in a – it's just a weird situation. But thankfully, thankfully, like you alluded to, they have more pitchers. Davies has been such a great revelation, and they still have Gore in the whole – who I think they might call up at some point. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to keep an eye on that because I need to see how Garrett Richards does and if he can stay alive, which has been a question. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jason, I don't, I don't know, man. Do you got any other questions? I feel like I feel like this series was just one of those that just felt real good for me. I was excited. Uh, the, the, the Saturday game, I think it was, was depressing because, <laughs> look, I, I think I tweeted this too. It felt like we lost 14 to 4. I cannot explain why. But it really did feel like that whole game was a mess. But otherwise, the Padres just showed that they're still legit with this offense. So one last thing is, what is one thing that casual fans don't necessarily get to see about the Padres? Obviously, we know all about Fernando Tatis, Slam Diego, and all that stuff. But is there something that's even cooler about them that people would like that we don't know about? Um, so a couple things that I will, I, I, again, I, I hate that I'm doing being a show for my own podcast coming out tomorrow, uh, that I won't spoil totally some underrated things, but I would say, um, just, there's a lot more depth. I think maybe some people realize like there's, there's goofy players on this team. I mean, Will Byers is, we didn't even talk about Will Byers who I was literally about to type in the blue button tweet, uh, praising that he'd been, uh, like a pretty decent defender. Um, at, like it was the Friday, the Friday game when they, they called out Olsen at home. I was like, he got the ball and quickly he's been solid all year. And then I think he made about 75 errors over the next, uh, the next two days. So th- that's one thing, but Myers is kind of rise back to being good, not back to being good, just being good for once. Uh, Eric Hosmer's launch angle stuff, right? Um, I'd say that the biggest thing with the team is just, um, it's another team that yet again, 
will upset the Dodgers in the playoffs potentially. I know that the Dodgers fans are freaking out because we got Clevenger. Um, and I just think it's one of those teams that people should pay attention to for all the things outside of Tatis and Machado. And also just their rotation is so much better than Slam Diego might uh, suggest, meaning that it's not just their offense. The bullpen has been a little bit of a mess and hopefully it'll improve under Sir uh, Trevor Rosenthal, who's an elite social media follow, by the way. Um, but I think the biggest thing I'd say with them, um, definitely pay attention to that starting rotation. It's low key, quite good and quite consistent with the Nelson Lamette, Clevenger now, Paddock. He's in the, he hasn't been as good, but he's still you know decent. And then uh, Zach Davies, and then uh, Mackenzie Gore potentially coming up. Garrett Richards, who used to be really great back in the day for the Angels. I just think uh, the rotation is the biggest thing I'd follow uh, with people, and just watch them in the dugout, man. So much fun. It's a fun team. <laughs> and who in the world is it rooting for the Padres right now? They have yet to do. I guess maybe the clever thing, but they have yet to do anything <laughs> that's really given them any bad karma at all. And that's, what's so exciting about them is that it's a true, how can you hate this team type of thing? Unless you're maybe the Dodgers who are worried that anytime it's conceivable that they could lose to a decent team, uh, they do. So, you know, that's what I would say to all the casual fans out there. Actually, I do have one more question. Um, go for it. Say it's somebody me. was going to get a Padres jersey. Do you go with the mm. brown ones like that we saw on Friday night or the home white pinstripes? I say home white pinstripes, but it's okay. close. It's close. And if you – I actually – here's a hipster take for you. Here's a hipster take. Are you ready, everybody? I actually think jerseys are basic as hell. Okay, so this is this has been one of my brewing takes that I haven't released to the public, but I like jerseys. But here's my thing. I like team custom like fan shirt things from like – you know, indie shops and stuff like that, infinitely better. And whether it be pop culture or sports, because you can actually wear those more casually. You know what I mean? Maybe you're going out to see friends. You can't just wear the baseball jersey every time. You know what I mean? You can't just do that. So I just think more bang for your buck is going with uh, different merch and different shirts. Like we're nasty Phil, which I forgot where that was available uh, because of Eric Hosmer's tweet from uh, like a month or so ago (laughs) towards uh, Phil Hughes. But that's what I would say. Um, But between the two, I would go with the stripes because they're the superior pinstripes in the league, as we all know. (laughs) They're they're obviously the team most affiliated with pinstripes in all of baseball. History, uh, you know, since the beginning of baseball, <laughs> when the Padres didn't exist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm taking shots at a lot of fan bases today. Not yeah, mean, it, mean shots, fun. but like mini shots. Yeah, it's it's what you. I'm having a fun time, Jason. That's basically what I'm trying to get <laughs> off right now. It's really great being a Padres guy right now. Uh, you, you can tell too, because like they'll, they'll do something like, "Hey, uh, that that thing wasn't." here and they're like but they're the Padres who cares I like them <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much man uh but yeah I feel like on that note we should wrap it up with that moment of uh positivity uh Jason what do you got coming up for their pod this week that you want to tease for people who might want to uh check it out and just uh hopefully uh you're st- you're doing well hopefully you're doing well in that respect uh we are basically just going to be talking about this A's Astros series for it's a big series for the week they got five games against the Astros in four days. A's could theoretically kind of wrap up the AL West with a good showing. So if they win four out of five, they're up six and a half with two weeks to play. I'll, I'll take it. And also the Astros anointed, in my eyes, uh, the San Diego Padres slam Diego. You know, officially it came on the Astros watch. So yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe they got some 
maybe they can give us a nickname this week. That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, maybe Slam the Town sta- is one yeah. that I've been going with, but I don't know. Slam Town. <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe they could have, you know, we purchased the state of Texas pretty much uh, after that series <laughs> against the Rangers and uh, the Astros. So maybe this is a California takeover. Maybe it's going to extend to Oakland now, too. Who knows? We'll have to see. But um, I thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> uh, definitely for sure. We'll have to see, Jason. It's always fun talking. Uh, everybody should also listen to our Moneyball podcast. Very underrated podcast, I think, especially when I pitched my Padres movie. And you had an, an excellent, excellent casting of AJ Preller as, as Killian Murphy, potentially. I thought that was excellent. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a fun talking with you, man. I'll see you later. Sounds good, man. Take it easy.